Hello and welcome back. To, yes, back again. Welcome to new listeners and old. Welcome. Welcome into the house <laughs> that is new listeners. Where you Success. Aye, of course. Enjoyment. Aye, of course. Spread the word. You to know. be honest to people, I'll just spread the word and spread the legs. Okay, that's... <laughs> oh, well, okay. Okay, I, I'll, I'll, I'll live with that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Live, di- <laughs> live by the pussy, die by the pussy. Well. Yeah. <laughs> well. It works for some. Yes. <laughs> not me. This was your uh, daily reminder that uh, I'm gay. Because <laughs> every podcast, I have to emphasise it to people. Yeah, well, you never know. So, Mario. Yes, James. This has been a wee... A wee, a wee bit late, I think. I yeah, think this, it's been a long time come. Maybe this, this is where we should have started to really set the mood. For what we what we aim to do when we review a shit film, uh, today's film I think we'll sum up right away has been pretty shit. Uh, it has points. It has some good points, which I'm actually actually kind of surprised with, uh, considering I hadn't seen it since it came out in the cinema or DVD, and it's been sitting gathering dust somewhere in my flat. So exactly, yes. what it deserves to do. And if you haven't guessed by now, well, no, or by the title of the show, we are reviewing Fantastic Four. Yes, Fanful Stick. Well, they actually don't refer to themselves as Fantastic Four, so should we just call it a blank? Uh, we can call the whole thing a right off. To be quite honest, like that's what this. This is what I think. Uh, everybody who was involved in this film thought, and do you know something, I feel worse for the crew. Because they just have to, you know, they just have to pay the bills, and their names are certainly attached to it, like... Well, that is the thing. Uh, did I enjoy it? We'll get to that. But, let's start off with the story, James. Oh yeah, please, take it away. I so, can't bring myself to describe the story. Well, I'll describe the end, because I oh, like it. The, the end is the best bit. Aye, uh, I'll definitely say that. Uh, yeah, so, movie starts out, young Reed Richards is in school, and he's talking about, oh, I'm going to be a scientist, blah, blah, I'm going to do this, oh, this, I've got a transporter at home, uh, everyone makes fun of him, because he's a little geeky boy that we all were all those years ago. Weren't, weren't we all geeky before, James? Well, I, I was the quite... As well, not as, as I not mean, on he, that level. Well, I mean, he was smart. Oh, you know, I was I was a fucking idiot to be quite honest with you. Uh, moderately intelligent, got maybe f- fours in my standard grades. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I'm it's average. Fine. I'm average. You are not average, mate. I'm larger than life. But I'm so is my cock. No, I'm getting on. 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 Don't, it's not that kind of podcast. So yes, yeah, fan, um, fan, fan four stick, fantastic four. Yeah, so we start off with a nerdy Reed Richards, and then, you know, basically, you, you, you know, we find out that he gets bullied, but we also find out that he's trying to create a portal to a parallel universe. Yes. Which well, isn't... Well, well, he doesn't actually know where, if you, uh, in the second scene, where they're at the little science fair and stuff, they're like, oh, we don't know where it transports to, maybe China or whatever, uh, but look, look at this, and it's like... Uh, we've got Franklin Richards, and he comes up. Uh, no, Franklin Storm, sorry. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh no, it's actually an interdimensional portal." And he's like, "Oh, because that's normal. Cool. That's normal to have at your science fair." I know. Like, are you? Oh, hold on, I'm going to 
transport your plane to a, port, a different dimension because reasons. Yeah. Which is actually kind of scary that the government have not arrested Reed Richards by this point of time or taken him in to, like, make something for them, you know? Or why no one at his school is saying, do you know what, Reed? I think maybe you've we- you've thought a bit too much into this. I think you went a bit far. I know, like, this teleporter, you know, that could be kind of dangerous, you know, if you thought about the ramifications that you could open up something here and something comes through. No, you stupid specky prick. Oh, well, wow. I wear glasses. Wow. <laughs> by this point, he's like 13, right? Calm yourself right down, right? The poor boy gets bullied enough, you don't have to be adding to it. Anyway, so we're <laughs> moving on uh, to Reed Richards, who... Well, no, it's not Reed, it's actually Ben, and we yes. see him in a sort of abusive family. Well, his mum looks after him, but his brother gives him so much shit. Yes. Um, which kind of is the, the prelude to Ben growing up to be a sort of protector. Like, oh, he doesn't he doesn't want to harm people. And, and I'm going to say it flat out, Ben Grimm is the only good character in this. Ouch. Good-hearted character. Because yeah. they're all fucking cocks. Like, they're all fucking dicks. Every single one of them. And, you know, they get their comeuppets for it, which I totally agree with. So, just getting all the filler, we kind of see the Ben and Reed grown up. Yeah, the relationship of them... Yeah, we the, see a you bit can, of that You can grow. see that they've obviously been building this uh, teleporter for so many years, uh, like, uh, upgrading it and stuff to what they get newer things and whatever. And just to, to be honest, to the, 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 the movie has a lot of fluff in it at the start. Like, uh, really a lot of fluff. Yeah, it's a lot of build-up to this portal that can take people to a parallel universe, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Uh, because it's actually quite important. Uh, yeah, uh, so we mm. see them kind of grown up now. They've kind of grew up together. They're probably I'd say late about te- 16, 17. Yeah. I would go as far as to say maybe eighteen, nineteen. Because I mean, I mean, Reed's well, smart. I'm saying I'm saying Reed's like super smart, so he's probably maybe like skipped a couple of years. Probably, that's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay, we'll give him that, right? So yeah, I'm going to say within the region of like late teens, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so they're working. The Reed is now. Officially working for the, the storms, yeah, yeah, at the Baxter yeah. Building, which uh, isn't the home of the Fantastic Four. No, 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 no. Just about a th- bit thrown in there. Just go, oh, the Baxter Building's here, but uh, you know, it doesn't belong to them. Nope. Uh, which is a nice little nod to the sort of traditional sort of Fantastic Four ah, and the origins and everything. Yeah, because the Baxter Building is like one of probably the most notable safe houses of a group of superheroes. In the Marvel world, so that's nice. So we we go into the Baxter Building. We see that they're they're, they're trying to build this portal again on a bigger scale, and now Reed's intelligence has funding behind it, which is always dangerous. Yeah, money and brains equals chaos. Money and brains equals chaos, and again, we'll get to that. Uh, and this is the scene where we're sort of inter- uh, introduced to Sue and Johnny. Yes, the 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 relationship that's the I'd say probably the best relationship in the movie. Yeah, I mean, Sue is very much as the character of Sue. It's how I expect Sue to be played. She's she's not someone who just stands by and takes someone else's shit. Like even Johnny's. Like, yeah, Johnny's just a bit of a kind of loud mouth, like uh, show off. 
kind of. Yeah, you know? he's like, I'm amazing, I'm beautiful, I'm perfect. It's just, I don't like that. Even when Chris Evans done it, I didn't like it. I know it's his character, but the boy needs a slap. Like, that's just it. So, Sue kind of keeps him grounded, which I quite like, because they stayed kind of true to her character in terms of how she responds to certain things. Like, she literally just will not stand for anybody's bullshit. And I like that. That's probably one of the few things that this film gets right. The characters and how they act are, can be flimsy quite a lot. A lot of the dialogue's really throw away and flimsy. It's not substantial. You really... You're, you, before I tell you at the end of this, just to avoid this film completely, you could watch it with the sound off and enjoy it so much <laughs> more. Because the dialogue is so cringy. It's like you know when a, a five year old makes like a little shitty painting and I, yeah. and their mum and dad put it in the fridge just because just because they made it. Like, Not because oh, they like it. It's so good. Yeah, that's that's exactly what this film is. And I'm sorry to offend <laughs> anybody who was involved in it. And guess, do you know what? I get it. You said to pay bills. It's fine. We all make mistakes. <laughs> they can't all be belters, is what I'm saying. Um, so, yeah. We're kind of getting the point of the film now where they're, they're trying to build this portal to a parallel universe. And they succeed. Yes. After a lot of fluff, they actually succeed. Yeah. Which they could have really cut out because from we get at the start of the movie, the science fair, like... Oh, we've been like working on trying to do something or other. So, like, they cracked it when all their super brains couldn't do it. So it's like, well, if you've done all that, then really all you need is just like to do a couple things to make this machine work. Well, that's that's the impression I get, but yeah, well, this, this, it seems um, a lot grander in scale. And well, this is another thing that I think is wrong with the film uh, because. Things don't happen till they need to. I was talking to my mate, Daryl, who says, like, Doctor Who. And, uh, well, and my, my mate, Dan, as well. And they were saying, it's like, doc- things are like Doctor Who. Like, the Doctor won't remember something until he has to. The Doctor won't do something until he has to. Like, he won't remember important information until he has to. That's the kind of thing I'm saying. This film is like that. And, I mean, Reed, is effect- Reed effectively made the portal. He just didn't know where it went, which to me is the sort of how how would you calculate that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's again something this film does all across the board. It's everything that happens. It's like, why did that happen? And why did that happen like that? Things happen too fast. Things happen like, oh well, we should we 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 just know how to do it now. And yeah. there's no real exposition. Time should have went more into that. This film is a lot of fluff. And I can't express that enough. Like, it's just so much fluff. But, yeah, they, so they eventually get the portal working. But they don't know where it goes. Yeah. And Which uh, is kind of dangerous, seeing as you send a, f- a few folk over, you know? It's like. They send fucking teenagers. Yes. They send fucking children. Oh, you just can't. Well, well technically, well, they, they don't send it. They hijack it themselves, don't they? they so, they, yeah, they do. so, you can understand, like, they're like, oh my god, we want to be the, like, the first, we want to be. Uh, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin and this and is stuff. part of um, Reed Richards' arrogance. Yes, which he's a cock. He is a cock, and he's a cock in the comics. But Reed Richards is not an idiot. Like Reed Richards would never do that. Like he would never throw himself into that situation. No, he'd throw his kids just first. to prove that he was right. Yeah, well, he would. Yeah, <laughs> of course he would. Of course he would, because they can handle it. And so they go. Th- they go through the pot. They convince um, Victor. Uh, and they convince 
Is he? Is his ben. name Richter? They yeah. convince Ben, but Victor goes with them. Yeah. Yeah. So they convince. Uh, they they basically convince the whole team to go along with uh, Doom, pre Doom, and a lot of background on Doom. Doom is a bit of a loner in this film. He doesn't get on with people, but he has a bit of a fancy for Sue Storm. Haha, <laughs> nothing changes. And he's the kind of... Do you know something? I'm going to level you. He's the guy I feel sorry for the most. Do you know what I mean? Because he really? was... He, well, he didn't really want to. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's sort of like... He wants to because he wants to be sort of... Yeah, oh he wants God, to be closer that. to Sue. He wants to kind of show off a little, you know. that but That's always been... Uh, he's nervous. He's anxious. Doom. He's no use to it. He's, he's a bit of a show off just yeah show off and be the one to go oh done it first yeah that's exactly it the 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 doom that we're used to would absolutely 100% go fuck it I'm doing it first this film gives us a sort of pre-doom that's sort of like quite angsty not sure what he wants to do which is a different take on him but it's not really what I can (laughs) it's not exactly what I would expect of Baron Von Doom who would just fucking kill you as quick as look at oh you. Aye. Or in this film, both. But, yeah, so they go in to, which is not explicitly named the negative zone, but we know it's the negative zone. Yeah, because, you know, they call that's, it planet, that's the only really place that they can really use, isn't it? They call it Planet Z? Yeah. Why not just call it the negative zone? That's what it is. I know, like, oh, hold on, this universe is negative atoms from ours. Oh, really? Boom. Oh, and it takes a portal to get there. What else does that in the comic books? Oh, the negative zone. That's where they throw people, like, to just, fuck it, just go. <laughs> just get out of your sight. So, that annoyed me, because, you know, they they, they they subtly tried to say that it was the negative zone when, you know, it was just when, when But it I suppose, was. I suppose they were just kind of finding it. I don't think they really would have named it the negative zone by that yeah. point. Yeah. But it's that whole, the subtlety of it. It's like, oh, this is negative atoms and everything's, uh, yeah, okay. Again, it's one of those things, love, oh, it just happens because it happens. We just know these things. And what happens when they go in, Mario? (sighs) Well, shit goes wrong. Everything goes wrong. Uh, The planet's pure, like, crumbling around them. And then Victor falls in... They grab a hold of him and then they drop him and then they get to fuck. Well, they don't really draw. Well, them it's more. Such. It's more. It like falls from their grasp. Yeah. So part they are. They are. I mean, part they of are tied to part of his angst towards the world, which comes later. Well, partly, like when I was watching it, felt like well, he didn't want Reed to let go of him. Oh, that of course. Was, that was that was that is, that's a given. But part of it is like sort of implied that he lets go. Hmm. It, it's sort of like implied that something's telling him to stay there, which we'll get to later. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, he he harbors a lot of hatred for Mister Richards, which is the norm. And yeah, they let him go, so he's basically fucked. And then they Ben and Reed manage to escape. So they're dicks. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Sue and Johnny are sort of holding the fort. But it's it's when they come back through the portal that the the basically the power giving fucking shock blast fucking I don't know gives them powers. Radiation, we'll say radiation. We'll say negative ra- particles. Radiation. We'll say negative particles. Negative radiation? 
is negative radiation even radiation? My fucking mind is blown. I know. Inception. Oh my god, I'm done. Fucking kill me. Yeah, so, uh, that's probably the first 30 minutes. We've got plenty more to go. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. And this is where the real fluff starts. <laughs> like, yeah. You would think when these people get their powers, we're going to see a lot of fucking action. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of it. Uh, no, that doesn't happen at all, does it? We see no. a wee bit. No, no, no. There's nothing really there. So basically what happens after... Because, I mean, it kind of has this sort of... It kind of goes into the future a bit. And I can't remember explicitly how long it is. I think it's just under a year. Well, first... Or they're, first they're in the base. Uh, Reed's doped up. He manages to break out his cha- uh, shackles and stuff. Swing and he can base. hear Ben just going, Reed! Reed! Where are you? And then you've it's got, like, let's be honest, but can we, because like, he gets out of there, right? And he's like, like he, it's just Reed swinging his flaccid body around the place because he can't control <laughs> this. Which, again, we'll get to later. Yeah. That's a common theme with it. Yeah, we'll but here's the thing, later. he's going through that, uh, that air vent. Why wasn't his flaccid cock pure dragging about? Well, it's a well-known fact. Miles Taylor does not have a big cock, and um, <laughs> is it a well-known it's a known fact? fact. <laughs> it's a known fact now. Put it out there. I hope I never ever meet him because, like, <laughs> just known like, my luck. Slap. No, known my luck. You'll like have seen this and you'll be like, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and I'm just like, oh dear, <laughs> not this again. <laughs> oh, fuck me, like you know. I hope I'm never famous. <laughs> we'll keep on doing this podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't imagine that. Like meeting be- all the actors that we took the piss right out of, like that would be just awkward. a walk of shame. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So why isn't his cock pure hanging about? Is that no. the question that really bugged you? Uh, kind of like he can't can control his arms, but he can control his cock. Like he can't like it takes a lot of effort for him to pull his arms in, and you see his legs pure stretched out. So does that mean that his cock's like pure bang on a fucking <laughs> and a shackle on its own? Look, I'm gonna level with you, Mario. Right, I, I'm running on like maybe <laughs> forty five minutes to an hour sleep. Right, I don't need this. Sleep is like, for the week. I must be weak then. You <laughs> like, are a weak I bitch. Admit, I admit that I'm a weak bitch then because I fucking love my sleep. <laughs> right. Just because I've got a stable, a strong and stable head on my shoulders. Like. Oh, don't start strong and stable, you little fuck. Sorry. Anyway, back to the film. Yes. Uh, yes. So the Reed escapes. Yes. Uh, we can leave him Ben there, which has major, major, major knock-on effects down the line from the movie because the way that Ben, every time he sees him, he just goes, "You're going to run away now." Like it, See, it's clearly affected it's him like because Ben came from a family. Well, not a family, but he, he, he was. His brother should be looking out for Ben when he's a, ch- a kid. And it's that abandonment thing. It's that whole thing. That yeah. He sees Reed as family and he sees him as a brother and Reed left him. Yep. And Ben didn't understand what was happening to him. Like, he st- you, you can imagine when they were kids and Reed was growing up the kind of geek and Ben was his friend that he stuck by him through thick and thin well, through all this time. And then in his first sign of need, Reed runs to fuck. So that's that's yeah. It's I, I can imagine that with the whole Ben, ben was his protector. Yeah. Ben looked after him. Ben looked after him, and at this one time when Ben needed help, we'd fucked off. Yeah, 
And yeah, okay, let's put it down to shock. Like, if my body turned flaccid, I wouldn't know what the fuck to do with it. If, if my body turned to rock, I would certainly not be pleased. It's um, it's one of these things, and it's one of the, actually the better points of the film because it's just about. It makes it feel like it's not about the Fantastic Four and more about these two people who have been friends for such a long time because they genuinely needed each other. And when Ben needs Reed to be smart and to explain what's going on, Reed can't and goes away like, and just it completely abandons him. Ben Grimm in this film is literally the probably the best done character. He, yeah. he acts the way I would expect Ben Grimm to act. He, he harbours a grudge. He's angry. At everything that's going on. He's not the ever-loving thing that we saw in the previous Fantastic Four movies. But even then, that was a more... Like in the first film, you've seen a lot of that rage and that anger, but in the second films and that, he's, he's accepted it. And he is fun-loving because that's what Ben Grimm does to money. That's the tragic thing about him. Like, he tries... He, he just learns to cope because he has to. And that's quite important. And this, obviously, in the previous films, you had that whole story arc where he could he, he was turned back into his former self. And there was that challenge of, if I go back and to save them, this will be me forever. We w- I don't think we'd ever get that story here. Oh, no, definitely <laughs> We're not. We're definitely not getting a sequel. <clears throat> <clears throat> Justice is done. Oh. It is, ben Grimm is probably, literally, the better of the four, in my opinion. He's not a dick. He doesn't try and say that he's better than everyone else. And I genuinely, he's just a guy who's suffering a lot, and it's this tragedy that he'll never really be himself again. And that's that's quite dark. That's why I like Ben Grimm's stories. While he's the most probably unbelievable of the Fantastic Four, he's still the the most human. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd go with that. And I like that. So... Yeah, Ben's story and his the rage that he ends up harbouring for Reed is very much justified, and it is. It's probably one of the highlights of the film. Of course, the dialogue gets a bit cheesy again. It's that whole, oh, you're going to run away again sort of thing, and he keeps reminding Yeah, he keeps you, on going, it, which, you know, which the, f- the first time is a given because it's the first time they've seen each other since the whole uh, base escape and Reed running away. So the first time I can understand, but once shit starts going down, Reed's there, so there, there's no need to for him to bring that up again. But it does kind of put put across a point of this guy is absolutely filled with rage and anger towards his Which former best friend, you know? But that's the thing, he was never filled with rage and anger. He was very calm and collected, and this thing, horrible thing happens to him, and he's just like, Why? Because he is, he, he's probably the most pure of heart character. I mean, going backwards, you know, when we're introduced to Victor, they all bully him. They all treat him like utter shit, apart from Ben. Like, Ben just treats him like a normal guy. It just does, it stays out of it and doesn't anyway. But, like, even Sue, and, like, because Victor obviously has feelings for Sue, Sue completely shoots him down in the worst way possible, like, treats him like shit. Johnny treats him like shit. And Reed especially treats him like shit. But again, we'll get to it. But Doom has every right to be fucking angry at them, like, in my opinion. And so does Ben. Yeah. They're the two probably most tragic characters in this. But yeah, so after this, we kind of, we, we reconvene maybe, was it a year later? Something yeah. Something like that? About. And uh, we find out that Sue, Johnny, and Ben are with the government. 
the government are holding them captive and making them do missions, yeah. basically. Because, why not? Yeah, you know, it push them to the limits, find out what they're useful for. And this is the thing that I don't like about Johnny, because Johnny completely embraces it. He's like, oh, this is great. And, it's like, and Sue does put the argument up of, well, we're not free, we're not us. You know, we are just, we're just weapons. And I like that because, the, again, it's a very Sue Storm thing to say. Yeah. You know, she's the moral compass of the team, really, who slaps everything back down to reality. How that character is brought along is probably the best, one again, one of the highlights of the film. But then again, everything else is it, just ruined by fluff and horrible wig changes, and I just... Well, let's get... Let's get right into the most important part of the movie. The part that matters. The last, like, maybe 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, okay, let's skip all the fluff. They find Doom. uh, They go back through the portal. They find Doom. They bring him back. But the world's changed. They've noticed that. They're like, oh, hold on, it's different. Readings are different. Then they find a heat signature. Doom's walking towards him. So they bring him back. They start looking at him... They say the containment suit's stuck on him now and whatever, he's changed. He's, he's got a green glow underneath his skin. He's almost m- foot, head to toe metal from the looks of it. Yeah. And then he starts going fucking bananas, which is... Pretty justified. The, the like is justified and is the most villainous thing you can ever see from any character under the name Dr fucking doom obviously has, take he, out the fucking there i feel like even though i think he looks like utter garbage and i would happily replace him because he looks so cheap and I'm, rushed and I'm i'm sure that there's a version of dr doom out there that is identical to that i've seen it somewhere i'm not sure where but it's a smooth skinned metallic organic metal covering of him i'm sure there is something out there yeah, but, uh, yeah the the look of him is very different, which is good because, in my opinion, they should be doing something different other than just copying what was previous, you know? Go, going from uh, a little tangent right now, the Spider-Man movies, the Sam Raimi ones, going from organic webs to uh, web shooters and stuff in The Amazing Spider-Man, and then in the new one that's coming out, Spider-Man Homecoming, you're got the suit that's going to have all the web combinations and stuff so I'm all for that so like do something different which has happened in the comics and make it work, make it its own thing so I'm glad that they've went for a different looking feel for Doctor Doom I would maybe say the voice does need a little changing maybe a bit the deeper the voice doesn't seem angry enough it's still, it's still the I would same maybe guy s- I, I would maybe say it's more emotionless like he's more he's void more of like emotion. Ultron. Yeah, he's like yeah, a robot. Yeah, he's like yeah. a machine. He just says things. And I will say, Doom has some of the best dialogue. Well, they kept the best stuff for fucking Doom. Yeah, of course, because I mean, Doom as the character of Doom is literally probably in it for twenty 15? minutes. 15, yeah, 15, 20, 20 minutes. minutes. So it's like it's not like the original the sort of original films where Doom was portrayed as the underlying villain and then obviously in the second one you had Galactus and inverted commas. But yeah, it's like in the first film Doom was always the underarching villain 
and in this it's like you don't see him for the whole film pretty much until he comes yeah. back and he and he literally like he goes to town like he oh. tidies up like <laughs> he shows like this is he has the power of doom the power that i expected doom to have he looks at someone and blows their fucking head off that is like that is dangerous. That like, is villainous. Right that's, there. that's like... like he, he, he doesn't even think... He just looks at somebody, head explodes. Like, it's just... Yeah, what movie is it? Is it Scanners? Like, they look at someone's head... No, they look at... Whatever character it is, looks at someone, their head just goes... Pfft. I think it's Scanners. It may be. I mean, like... Like, it, that. that's a downright evilness. Like, there is nothing good about him. He's like... He looks menacing as fuck. Like, he's a dick. And then he's just walking through the base blowing people's brains out the fucking back of their head. Yeah, and it's just... It, it just works, because, I mean, in the comics, I've always seen... Everybody's scared of Doom. Everybody. Oh, aye. Everybody is terrified. Even Ultron is terrified of Doom, and fucking yeah. Ultron's a machine. Like, you don't fuck with Doom, because Doom will fuck you up. Like, Loki tries to get away with it, but Doom fucking kicks his gun in. Like, you know, it's it's like... He, he's so savvy, and he's so like, no, nah, I'm not dealing with your shit. And... While this version of him doesn't do that and have that attitude, he has the power. Oh, yeah. He has the Doom power. I expected Doom in a film to have that. You know, Doom uses, like, sort of mystical and tech. Yeah, he's. I would say that he's the best that Marvel has to offer, like, for your, like, Doctor Strange and Iron Man in one, but a downright evil bastard. Yeah, and... It, it works, you know, like, he's walking through that corridor, he's not even thinking about it, like, they're trying to shoot him, they can't shoot him, fucking blows their heads off, it's, it's, it's terrifying. Which I kind of like, because uh, everybody, everyone else, they've had maybe a slight experience of the radiation, whatever it is, that gives them the powers. Look but, at Doom, he's got metal skin, he's, he's got some kind of telekinetic power that can blow brains up, you know? And like, blow walls And uh, block, block bullets. fucking bullets. Like, Blocks bullets. But it's got like, like a like kind of force field that's not it's not like the same thing because you don't see a kind of like green glow in their head or something. So yeah. there, there's multiple powers there. So you could put that down to the fact that he's been there longer, that he's adapted, that maybe he's uh, well, he experimented that, with well, his like powers in different the ways. Saved them. Yes, the planet tested and them. This, this goes back to what I'm saying about the whole thing, where like maybe something was telling him to fall. Like it's almost like the planet was calling to him because he openly says that the planet kept him alive. Like he needed, he needs to be on the planet. That's why he wants to go back because he, if he's away from it for too long, I think it like would it weaken him certainly, but it, it could kill him. Like, he's dependent on that planet, which mm. I don't like because it's not Doom. Doom. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it just doesn't really fit the character. The best part of Doom in this is the power that he has because it's terrifying. Now, on to my next point, when he fights the Fantastic Four, why the fuck is he not blowing their fucking brains out? They have powers. Mm, yeah. But I, I, I could maybe put it down to something like the X-Men where... Uh, is it, where, you, where family members of other people that have got powers, the the powers don't work fully on them. Like if uh, Scott Summers and, say, Cable try and go in a fight against each other, their powers aren't going to work against each other. 
Yeah. Like that, that, so maybe because our powers came from the same power source that it's kind of yeah, dampened a little. Yeah, you know? they, can, they can put up a fight. I mean, Doom doesn't use any of the powers that he shows in that hallway scene. Now, that hallway scene says to me, shit's gone down. Yeah. That's the power that Doom has. He's going to use that. But in the last fight, he's like levitating rocks and throwing it at them. And he's, well, he's it's he- telekinesis. If, if, yeah. if you go down to it, his power to stop bullets could be telekinesis to stop them coming. Uh, brain blowing out the back of their heads. You know, he's focusing his power to just right on their brain. It's going to go out the back of their head. Yeah. Breaking down the wall, telekinesis. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's he's still using that power, but they've not really explained what his power is. So I think there might be mul- he's got multiple powers there. Of course, and uh, the real Doom does. Yes. You know, he can do pretty much anything. And I like that. And I certainly enjoy where the... the, the I kind of enjoyed the build-up of him, but again, spoilers at this point. Nope, yeah, spoilers if you've got to this point so far and you don't know. Well, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, Doom, Doom gets killed. And this is pissing me off. Why would you kill Doom? <laughs> yeah. The, the whole point of Doom is that he is the main enemy of the Fantastic Four and Galactus. Doom would square up to Galactus. <laughs> like, Aye, with a, a bat and eyelid, he's going to kick his cunt in just because why? I can take this giant. It's like, storm back, boys. I've got it covered. Like, why Why are we not getting real Baron Von Doom? Why are we not getting proper Latveria? It's a lot to set up. Yeah. But I couldn't see And, the, and they've wiped it away in the first film. Much like ninety percent of superhero movies, they kill off the the main villain right away. Yeah, it, it, it's a thing that annoys me about them so much. It's like, how can you condense forty, fifty, sixty plus years of a character's history into one movie and then wipe them out and then go? Oh, we are done with that character. We are moving on to the next story. Yeah, wait there. What you've 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 got rid of your main villain. That's like in the first X Men movie. Say Wolverine actually got close enough to Magneto and just stabbed him right in the chest. So X Men two, you know, Magneto's not really a part of X Men two. X Men three, you know, name Magneto for the Brotherhood. Sorted. Some no, no, no big fight on the Golden Gate Bridge. Golden Gate Bridge isn't destroyed. But the whole point, but that's what I'm saying. The whole point of those kind of villains is to come back. Yeah, you know they 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 come back because the Magneto is ultimately more powerful than Wolverine. Magneto yes. is ultimately, arguably, more powerful than Xavier. Green Goblin, yeah. as well, in Spider Man. Green Goblin isn't necessarily powerful without his tech. Yeah, but he can. Well, put he's up got a fight. the Goblin serum. That's well, yeah, he can put up a fight. Super strength. Like, do you know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. like they kill off these characters in such a way. And I mean, it just, to me, it feels like they could use them so much more. Well, I've I've got a wee theory that they could have done if they were to ever do a sequel for this, which I highly doubt now. But the way that they've supercharged them, uh, well, well, I'll say it once we get to the point in the movie. So, Doom goes back to the planet Z and he's opened up a portal which is going to chew through Earth, pull it through to his planet, his, his new home planet, and basically turn it into power for himself and for his planet. So, if 
long story short, Fantastic Four, they try and take them on one by one. They fail miserably because, you know, they work better as a team. That good old American feeling. And then once they start working as a team, they stop him, chuck him through the disintegrator thing, and that's it. But, yes, my theory. They've supercharged him. He's got so much power in him. And then the portal that's destroying parts of Earth falls falls down and he goes through it. And my theory is he's so powerful now that once his atoms have been dispersed all over planet Z and they've went back home, he's managed to reconstitute himself and form a new body. Maybe his old human body. Maybe a more realistic or more recognisable doom. Maybe, I mean... And then from there... Don't hold the FF2. This. FF42. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's never happening. I'm telling you right now. It's never happening. Happen. If it happens, I'm going to have a serious word with somebody. If it happens, right. I might need I just, to see about cutting off my testicles. I just think that, like... So basically, that's the end of the film. Oh, well, yes. sorry, let's talk about the cringiest line in the fucking film. Oh, they James, f- how can we take that away from you? On oh, you go. No, 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 absolutely not, because this scene fucking kills me. So if you end the film, you want to end on a happy note. You want to end on a good note. You want to end on a point of, oh, let's do it. But you don't want to overplay it. You know, you've had your time for cheesiness. You don't want to overplay it. Yes. And... Basically, the Fantastic Four say, the government say, we might still work with you. And they say, yeah, but, and the Fantastic Four basically say, yeah, but it's going to be on our terms. And the government are like, well, what if we say no? And then Ben Grimm threatens them. And then, so they get a big facility where they can do everything they want. It's basically the Baxter building, but not the Baxter I would, building. I would say it's more Ultimate Fantastic Four. It's more like the Avengers Institute. Yeah, that's yeah, what it looks yeah, it looked like. like it. it looked like the Avengers Institute. And they're trying to figure out what they're going to call themselves and they hit it with a bunch of shit names. And then Ben Grimm says, oh, this is all looking fantastic. And then Reed Richards goes, oh, say that again. And Ben says it again. And they're like, guys, I've got it. And just before he says it, it's like, it's it's the Avengers Assemble thing. Yeah. They never, ever explicitly say Avengers Assemble in the films. But it's like, they just cut it completely. And that's the, that's the kind of thing that really gets me so it just cuts to fantastic four and that's where it ends yeah it's so cheesy now i might take five minutes just to talk about everything that's wrong with this film if you would just, just five minutes if you would care to dabble oh, with me i will dabble okay so first thing yes that fucking wig yeah which i never noticed the consistent uh, watching. hair changes consistent hair changes right it bothers the life out of me right i can live with a fucking Reed Richards that looks like fucking Slender Man. I can live with that. <laughs> but I will not sit and look at her fucking wig changes. Because at one point, her hair's like darker and sort of like brunettish, gone into blonde. And then when she's so strong, it's like pure blonde. Now, I think there might be a thing in that because it's something to do with her powers. But it's the wig. The wig is fucking horrible. It changes all the fucking time and I can't deal with it. Continuity is a problem in this yes. film. Secondly, oh, in, my, in my top five of shit things with this film... Reed Richards. Yes. Oh, so Reed Richards has been away for a year. He's built things for his arms to keep his... Yes, like, yes, yes. To keep his, his fucking condom limbs. They've <laughs> fucking gone everywhere, right? And um, that's fine. That's quite a smart thing. Yeah, right? you know, you know that, okay. that shows that he's it means learning he with stuff, it, you know. Right? 
But at the end of the film, Doom destroys all of that stuff. Yes. And he becomes big, flaccid fucking Slender Man again. He doesn't know what to do. And it takes him literally the space of 60 seconds to pull himself together. Literally pull himself together and control it without the harness. And I was like, you were away for a year, son. Like, I, I get this whole thing. I, I don't like this thing in films. Like... Unless it's really, really justifiable. Yeah. I don't like this thing that in serious points of crisis, people can just do amazing things, right? I just... I don't or fantastic things. Oh, fuck off. Fuck right off. This is not the time. Third thing I hate about this fucking uh, Mario. Bef- before <laughs> you get into your third thing, I could maybe put it down to that he's back on Planet Z where he got his powers and maybe the radiation's kind of maybe con- helping him control it, but they don't explain it so it doesn't happen. Fuck you. No, no, no. I don't, I'm not buying that bullshit. I'm not buying that fucking yeah. bullshit. I'll tell you why I'm not buying that why? fucking bullshit. Because if that was the case, yes. he was on Planet Z for a very, very long time before this happened. When those harnesses came off, he fucking fell like a fucking deep-fried Mars bar in a fucking <laughs> shopping mall, right? He fucking fell to the ground and he couldn't fit day fuck all. And then when Doom's threatening to kill his fucking bud, what does he do? Oh, I'm going to pull everything I'm going to do this because I'm fucking amazing. I'm fantastic. I can do what I want. Maybe, maybe the collars were inhibiting the radiation or something. I'm just coming up with bullshit Stop now. fucking coming up with bullshit, right? <laughs> it's a fucking flaw in the system, right? It would have taken him more than 60 seconds to get himself together. He was away for a year. That's what he should have been fucking yes. doing. He should have been doing his fucking homework and he didn't. Stop backing them up. Right. Anyway, the third thing that I hear about this film... Third. Um, oh, 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 there's loads. Oh, I could do this all day. The writing, the writing is piss fucking poor. Like, I don't know how many lines I've seen in this film where I was just like, that is utter cheese. Like, no one would actually say that. When, when you read a script, sometimes you read a script and you'll go, that person wouldn't say that from what I'm going on. That person wouldn't act like that, that person wouldn't do this, that, blah, 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 and this script does that, like, this this script, this screenplay was written by three people, yep, three fucking people, and three people thought, this is good, this is alright, now, maybe the film was originally going to be fantastic, maybe it was going to be stellar, it had a lot of production problems, yeah, you know, that that was one of the major Josh things, Josh Trank being the main problem, like, let's not deny it. But if the script was always like that and it just underwent some changes, the script was fucked for the beginning. The dialogue, how the actors bring the dialogue along, it's just so cheap and cheesy and not right. It feels weird. The characters who have the best lines are Doom, Ben Grimm, even though he repeats some of that stuff quite a lot, and occasionally something Sue says. And it's a shame because Sue is the leading female. She should really stand out. She should be the one that kind of whips these guys into shape. Sue is effectively the leader if Reed isn't the leader. Yeah. That is effectively how this goes. But it doesn't feel like she gets that time to shine, and that really bothers me. I really wanted more from that. Especially s- someone who I would say is as recognisable as Anna Kendrick's. Like, she's. She's probably. I, I, w- I would say that she's probably the lead. Actor, as far as like kind of in terms of like stature, and stature yeah. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I don't know why she fucking signed up to this. Maybe the script was good at some point. Do you Ma- know what I mean? Maybe the script was good, and then when they cut it up into what the final product was, it what, just mince? fell on its head because that's what this is. This is fucking mince. 
I get it. Like, it was completely fucking ripped apart and put back together again, like Frankenstein's monster. But it's literally just when people say that it was a mess, you sit there and go, "Ah, oh, it's just them slating another superhero for a minute." But no, it, it's genuinely the truth. It's honestly like you couldn't cover this up. You couldn't pay someone to lie about this. It's a mess. It's it has its points. But the points aren't backed up with anything. It's like every the, the old saying: every villain is as every every film is as good as its villain. Yep. The villain kind of runs the show, even if you don't see them all the time. But this is like everything else. Like the villain was great. I I really liked him in this. Yeah, I, I, I felt like, I felt it was good as I didn't the like pre Doom other other movies. But I like I like Doom. He had power. He had fucking anger. He was gone for it. He was Doom. He was Doom. Did he die fairly easily? Yeah. Yeah. Much like they, they never really done anything to him. Well, that's the thing. They're saying that they say individually he could kick our asses, but we're together so we can beat him. And they, 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 they beat him like that. Yeah. There's no it's real not fight. Like, mm, they, they, they don't really have a chance to gel as a team outside of them. They don't even so talk to each other. Yeah. They don't even talk to each other. They don't say what's the plan. They just like do that, their own this, thing. This is just. the first like villain that they faced. This is the thing. This is like... They've not worked together as a team before. They're thrown in at the deep end on a major scale. You could you could maybe put down that uh, Ben, Sue and Johnny have worked as a team prior to this. Uh, working with the government and whatever. Yeah, but so, it's just Reed but then, yeah, just oh, Reed, Reed I mean, was at scale to. He's taking leadership and it's unearned. Like, he's saying, we're going to do this. And it's like, you, you haven't earned that, right? You've been away for a year. You, you ditched everybody. Just so you wouldn't be in the fucking shit. It's just... Yeah. When I first watched this, I kind of did like Reed. But now watching it again, I'm like, no, I really don't like him. I think he's just... I don't think... And I don't even think it's Miles Teller's fault. It's the script. The script yeah. completely fails Reed. Because while Reed is a total dick, he's not stupid. He's not somebody who just rushes into things. And he's a hero at the end of the day. He would jump... He, he would put himself at risk to save somebody. But, again, he's earned that. Even in the original films, you felt like he'd earned that. You felt yeah. like he had earned the right to be the leader. Because when everything, when all the shit happened to him, he took responsibility for it. He felt terrible for yeah, it. Yeah, he tried to fix Ben. He tried you don't to fix get ben. anything in this. You don't get anything. Nobody's trying to help anybody. It's just comforting them. Like, oh, this is just it. I know, mate, you've got no dick now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, rock hard. There's a rock uh. hard. There's a rock hard joke in there, but I'll leave it. But um, but that's the thing. It's it's totally unearned. Everything is unearned in this film. Like you're expected to root for this team of people who, at the start of the film, were fucking assholes to the villain. Yeah, I totally was sitting there going, "Do you know what? Doom, fuck them up." I t- I can't be honest. <laughs> fuck them up so there's no excuse for a sequel. Um. So yeah, it's. It, everything just seems ungenuine. It seems unearned. It just. It, it just doesn't feel like the film gels well at all. It just is like one big hot mess. And maybe maybe in a, in a later cut there was, you know, a version where they, there was more time for that. But up until this, there's nothing. Things just happen because they have to happen. And there's nothing really that benefits it, in my opinion. Yeah, like, if I remember <laughs> right, there was a point when, before the movie came out, that uh, Josh Trank said, or someone close to him said that, oh, 
there's a cut of this movie that will never now see the light of day because of all of the shit that's came uh, following this. So I do kind of feel bad that way. If if it was uh, post-editing, people sticking their oars in, wanting to go, no, no, let, let's do it this way. Well, let's I would like to see way. it. I would like to see it. Because I, as much as I'd, I, I rate Josh Trank because of Chronicle. Chronicle is yeah. a oh, great oh, movie. Chronicle was like the best non-superhero movie in the last maybe five years. Ten year. Easy. Like, of this, of this sort of, these past two decades, because it was, it reinvented it. It was like a found footage film, but yeah. it was about, it was like about people who go alien powers. That was interesting because you were just following this one guy who was a lot like Doom. Yeah. He exactly. was, he was angry. People didn't it was, like it was, him. He was a nice wee guy, but kind of creepy and, then things started people going People treated him wrong. like shit and he became angrier. People treated him like he was weird. And well, he was. It's like, what would you do if you had power, basically? Ah, you'd, well, that's the thing. You'd either be a dick or a good guy. Exactly. And that's the sort of thing. Chronicle was quite innovative. It reinvented. It done something different. It, it made a found footage film that wasn't horror. Yeah. Uh, it made a found footage film that wasn't like supposed to be like a mini sort of cheap documentary. It was... It was a guy talking about his life, which ended up leading to disastrous consequences. So why not? Like, I think it totally was. And when when I heard Josh Trank was going to be on this, I was like, I think it may be in good hands. Well, I think a lot of people thought that as well. But and then, uh, I mean, Josh work. Trank does say there's a lot of studio things, and there's been a lot of weird studio shit going on. You know, Disney have fired the fucking Han Solo directors. Disney have fucking done a lot. Fucking other places have taken... like. DC's a big fucking thing for it. Oh, yeah. Like, the the studio coming in going, nah, this isn't working for us. And studios need to lay the fuck off. I know they're paying the money for it, but if they want to make their money back, trust the director. If the director fucks up, the director fucks up. Don't work with them again. Yeah. Cut all ties. End of. But you've got to, if you, if you give someone a job, let them see it through. Because I would love to see Josh Trank's supposed version of this. I would like to see it. I think everyone would like to because at the end of the day it's... I don't think it will change the acting. I don't think it will do much, to be honest. The acting, it it wouldn't fix the horrible acting. It wouldn't fix the... It might fix some fix some plot things. It might fix some of that. That, that I could understand and I would like. But it's not going to fix the, the bad acting. It's not going to fix the bad continuity. It's just how it is. So in my opinion... I just don't think this film is very good. Yeah. Like, look, her hair is pure blonde. Yeah, yeah. And then in the previous scenes, it wasn't. Like, look. Yeah, that's, yeah, you kind of got a point. I did actually think at some points it was a bit brownie blonde. And, uh, and then it just goes pure. No, yeah. it may be a thing about powers, but the, the Sue Storm in the original films and the comic, her hair never changes. Yeah. And it don't and explain, that, like, as far oh, as the I'm more concerned. you use your powers, the more your hair lightens. Um, Which would be brilliant for me because I'd need to dye my fucking roots. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, if you ask me, I think the film's just... It feels lazy. It felt like Fox just set people up to fail because they had to make something. Because the way the rights system works is if they don't make... If they don't use the rights within a certain amount of time... Then it reverts it back, back to and where I think they would actually have done a grand job with this. So yeah, overall, it's a pretty piss poor film. Yeah. 
it doesn't do much. The best uh, thing about it's Doom at the end. Uh, and special a lot effects. Let's dive into that very briefly. I think they let it down. I I felt everything Sue's, except Sue's uh, except Ben Grimm was actually pretty decent. Ben Grimm was good. Um, Sue's was good. It doesn't yeah, take much yeah. for Sue. Johnny, Johnny same. just looks fake. Yeah, I, I think that's always going to be a bit of bother. Like the the last uh, if they had the last m- main Marvel movie with Iron Man, they've definitely ironed no pun intended ironed out the kinks on making the Iron Man suit look real, uh, looking fake. Sorry, it looks more real. So mm-hmm. maybe a second movie with a been better for the effects team they know what they're doing a little bit better and stuff instead of just I think what makes this film suffer is a lack of communication among everyone I don't think anybody knew what they were doing or maybe they did and then someone stuck their own in and wrecked it mate I mean I I don't criticise any of the film crew because it's hard work to make a film and sometimes you work hard and you get a film and people just don't like it but when a, a film is so deliberately bad you feel bad for the people involved because you're like their names are attached to this yeah and they they were only doing a job do you know what i mean and that's probably the worst thing because i mean everybody thinks it's just the actors and the and the director that get disappointed it's the fucking it's everybody involved because they all put hard work in to make well, something and to deliver something especially think of this if the filming crew and stuff probably going oh look we're working for fox like Fox have got X-Men. Look how many X-Men movies have done. Alright, this is our second attempt at Fantastic Four and whatever. how successful that is. Oh, you know, they're making oh, Deadpool. Like. Oh, oh my god, we could be like onto the next big superhero franchise. Like, we are, we're like ready to go here. We could, we could have like four, five movies down the line. We're doing all these stories. And then someone somewhere has fucked it royally. Like, I really think that the had something really good here like it does feel like kind of two two different movies uh joined together it's suffering from the suicide squad syndrome where the first half and the second half are different in itself you know like the last half feels like almost a horror movie with doom walking through the corridors and stuff and everything leaning up to that. That whole scene just kind of bothers me because I love that scene. I think that scene is perfect. It, in 30 seconds, it demonstrates just how much damage Doom could do. Yeah, to to normal people. To normal people. And then they just dispose of him so quickly. It's I know. like Doom is not that character. Doom sh- would have got away for that. Like Doom would have found a way out of that. Oh, aye. But it's because of this idea that he's younger, he's not quite as savvy. He's just. And I don't. That's why I don't like the younger cast. Yeah, we should just stick to the actual origins. Yeah, yeah. I, th- this is that's where I feel this is more kind of the ultimate Fantastic Four. It's a younger cast of people to set up a franchise. You know, kind of because I think I think Marvel kind of went, oh hold on, we've got Robert Downey Jr. who they kind of didn't want for Iron Man, and then they, because he's older. But ca- can you really imagine anyone other than Robert Downey Jr. being Iron Man? No, not personally, but just like I can't imagine anybody else being Captain America. Yeah. It's, they're so in my head, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're so in my head, and I couldn't imagine anyone, like, whenever Robert Downey Jr. says, I'm going to leave, I'm just like, I just, who are they going to replace him with? Because they can't replace him with another Tony Stark, it has to be a new character altogether. Yep. 
And this is why I'm saying that, you know, moving into the MCU a bit, this is why I'm saying that Infinity War might be the prelude to the Young Avengers. Yeah. To the next stage, basically. And I think that would be interesting because I do have this theory that Wiccan and his brother are going to be made from the reality stone. Because Wiccan yeah. has the powers to warp reality. Oh, and what colour is the reality stone? It's red. And I think if they do that, the c- they are kind of setting themselves up to continue, but with a completely new cast, completely new motivations. You know, a younger cast who are dealing with modern-day contemporary social issues, stuff like that. And you're, you're rebooting the Avengers. Yeah. But still continuing it with new people and a new outlook, which would be very interesting. Bring the old cast back, you know, have them there as mentors. It would be interesting. Spider-Man can even be part of it if he wants, if Sony allow it. It's, it's just... The, the MCU can't go on forever, as you know. No. Nope. But like I say, it's like the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four are not made to be older. No. They're made to be... They're not made to be younger. They're made to be older. And... That's why I just didn't resonate with me. Because they're young and they're stupid and they're ambitious, which is what a lot of young people are like. But I've never, ever, ever seen the Fantastic... The Fantastic Four are the smartest people in the MCU, effectively. You know, if anybody's got a problem that's above them, they go to the Fantastic Four, then the Fantastic Four go, right, okay, we'll sort, we'll sort it out. Come back next week and we'll see, we'll see where we are. It's you, you couldn't imagine anybody going to them for help. No. and And also... The way at the end they just hold the gov- government ransom, basically. Like, oh, we saved the Earth, so you are going to do all of this for us. And if not, Ben Grimm, <sighs> come on. Come on, that that isn't superhero-like. That's actually villainous. What the Fantastic Four would have done in that case is say, no, we'll work with you. Fuck uh, oh, you don't want our backing? Oh, 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 okay, we are going to start off somewhere else and we'll And you can we'll just try them. and stop us, but, you know, bye. Like, you know, it's, it's sort of vigilante. Like it's, But again, it kind of works because they're getting the rain back for the government oh, yeah. who used them for a year and hunted Reedon for a year. It's It it works, but it's, it's, it's still how the dialogue's delivered, how it's all brought across. It's very cheesy, it's very cheap, it's very not Fantastic Four. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of the Fantastic Four. I'm not big on them, but I know when they're done right and I know when they're done wrong. And they were certainly done wrong in this film. No matter what they were trying to do, it just didn't work. And in my opinion, that's part of the reason why it failed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, the reason why people say stick to the source material is because people like the source material. It's going to be a problem, I think, maybe with Netflix's Punisher, because they've given him a perm, and I think they're going the whole 80s action hero route with him, which I can't, I I loved the Punisher in season two of Daredevil. Oh, yeah. He was modern, he was angry, he was very Thomas Jane. Yep. But slightly darker. He went that bit further. Well, let's be honest, Thomas Jane, the... The most extreme he went was stick a ice lolly in someone's back and smoking a steak behind him. What, what did Punisher do in Daredevil Season 2? He murdered a lot of people in jail when Mur- he was outnumbered. Killed, he fucking murdered them. Killed a child trafficker. He killed a lot of people in jail. He killed a lot of the hand and he 
practically just killed everybody he came into contact with. And you know something? That's fine. That's the Punisher. That's the Punisher. In a nutshell. And do you know something? It goes back to that old saying. People are like, oh, the Punisher, he's just not relatable. But he goes the step further. He um, goes where no one else goes. It's a matter of opinion. Yeah. That's all it is. It's a matter of opinion and perspective. Like Fantastic Four, they don't do much in this film. No, apart from beat one villain once. That's it. In such an easy way. It just feels so easy. and It it disrespects Doom, in my opinion. Yeah, like at this point, we're imagining Doom to be omnipotent and able to stop this because he constructed this the spires holding this portal. So how can he stop it? Or teleport himself away. Yeah. And that that that's it to a T. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that I mean they've said that they want to do another Fantastic Four, but they want to aim it directly at kids. Yeah, which is gonna be dangerous because But it's further pulling it back, it's really not yeah. right back. Is it gonna be the kid Fantastic Four, do you know what I mean? Well, Franklin and Val uh, is it Valerie? Yeah, I think that's the names. Yeah. Like, that's the kids. Yeah, so... Like, I would... I, it would it'd be maybe different. Like, maybe like Spy Kids, almost. Yeah, it would be different. Yeah. And it would be a lot cheesier. Oh, but, it would have to be. But I think the best thing folks can do is just sell the rights back. But what, don't what? even sell it, just go take it. We're losing money. But onto the subject of money. See how I joined that on there? <laughs> this is my favourite part of the show, because... After listening to James rant and destroy this, I get a little bit of revenge. So, James, the production budget for Fantastic Four was estimated £120 Now, you get three chances, and only three chances to guess a right. It made something like 30 grand, didn't it? (laughs) It made made far less than that. Is is that your first guess? 30 grand? No. 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 Higher or lower? <laughs> Come on, 30, lower? 30 Come grand. On. 30 grand. Come on. Higher, of course. All right, okay. It doesn't deserve anywhere. It doesn't even <laughs> deserve 30 grand, in my <laughs> opinion. Uh, whoever put 130... 120 estimated. 100, whoever put that in it is a fucking psychopath. Like, that is, like we, could, we could, you know, sort some serious shit out with that money. Um... <clears throat> oh. Two hundred and... No. Five hundred thousand. Higher. Fuck me. Oh, we're talking in the millions, aren't we? We could possibly oh. be into the millions. Okay, let's, uh, let's uh, say... Um, I never get this right. Um, You've, you know, so James, you have never actually got this right. And Chris, and he's... Uh, first one with me, just him, and me alone. He got it right on his second or third try. But he, but look, Chris looks up this stuff like I no. Don't. I think he's just a like a brainiac. I think we're gonna have to deal with him sooner or later. <laughs> I am brainiac. Okay, so phone down, phone down. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not on my phone. Right, what is the budget? Yeah, dirty, yeah, dirty bastard. I tried cheating there um, in plain sight because I yes. Fifteen million. You ready? You ready? 
167.9 million. So it actually so made it was... money. It made money. It made money? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> like, listen. No. <laughs> like, yep, it actually made money. How much? How much money then? Like estimated about forty-seven million, so about thirty-three percent. That's actually not bad. Doesn't I've seen worse it. movies get a sequel. It doesn't deserve it. No, stop it. <laughs> get well, it. In I, the didn't listen, con- listen, I didn't contribute to the money. Listen, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no happening. <laughs> that can't be right. I yeah, that that's right. According to. Uh, hold on for my sources. It is Box Office Mojo, and they are very right all the time. My Christ! I know it made thirty what's, what's uh, thirty odd percent. With people, what's wrong with people? I think everybody just kind of went to see it because a lot of this film kind of be as shit as everybody's making it. To Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Oh my God, that is not okay. Uh, like I'm sure that uh, that Ed Norton Hulk probably made more money than this and we're still waiting on another Hulk movie. Like, I'm sure the Thor movies... <laughs> no, I'm not... I'm striking that there because that's, that's an insult to the Let's Thor movies. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, do you know what? I'm actually getting unwell talking about this. <laughs> so, uh, so what would James... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dick. <laughs> what would I rate it? I enjoyed the last half of the movie. The first half was... Fluff. The first half of the movie was fluff. The whole film and was fluff. Watching it for the second time, I realise a lot of little points that you raised after I watched it the first time. So, and I and I like you said, you got a feel for the cast and the crew. They did put their heart and souls into it for someone to fuck it up. So, but then again, this is the finished product, so I will give this a three. No, no, I'll give it a fantastic 4 out of 10. I'll give it a fantastic fuck all, Mario, that's what <laughs> I get. Nah, 3, 3 out of 10. I'm rating it fuck all. I mean, don't get me wrong, I do like the Doom hallway scene, which is, but that's 30 seconds of like an hour and... Yeah, mate, mate, movie, that's so. that's like the stroking before the blowing. Like, and even then the blowing didn't blowing even your load. It was just tickling the foreplay. Aye, after tickling that, the foreplay beforehand and then just like... See, unless I'm seeing didn't completely fuck them up, I'm not interested. Well, we technically did. He oh, took out about we... ten guys in the one shot. I not no. I mean the Fantastic Four. Oh what? Oh uh, yeah, destroying them. Doom yeah. can kick fuck out of them together. Yeah, of course. And he does for like a brief ten seconds. Yeah. And then reads like, "Oh man, I've got to do something about Dash Man because I was a pure dick for the first half of this film." So no, I do not rate this film at all. I think okay. this film is horrible. The the best bit is the thirty seconds when Doom is fucking killing everybody because that Doom I want see when watching this, I want Doom to look me in the eyes and blow my fucking brains out. Like <laughs> it was it was purely because I related to everybody who was dying. And do you know what? See if everybody who died in that hallway scene, they they had the best way out. No other way. <laughs> they they were the lucky ones. They were spared this film. I can't, I can't stand the dialogue, I can't stand the script, I can't stand the acting, the acting is piss poor, don't even get me started. And the best bit, happily, is the villain, but the villain's... Where they kill off. Who they kill off, almost instantly, and who had the power that I wanted to see, but not the look. Yeah. I want to see Baron Doom. Yeah. I want to see big, bad boy Doom 
who will fucking kill and not be killed. That's what I want. He should be the Magneto of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, he always should always there. be always be there. But like I said, doing this would be like in the X Men movie where Wolverine kills off Magneto, which you know takes away a lot of fodder for the later movies. Hell, even Days of Future Past. That Magneto plays a role in that. If Wolverine killed him in the it's first like, movie, then none like of that would happen. The villain is always Sauron. Yeah. It's always Sauron. Yeah. If you kill Sauron after the first film, who would you fight? Yeah, true. Who's the main villain? True. Who's everybody scared to? The orcs? Aye, everybody's of course scared of the orcs. They're ugly fuckers. But Sauron is the, ma- the lord of all evil. Oh, aye. You couldn't kill him off in the first film. That's basically what I'm saying. Victor Von Doom is the Fantastic Four Sauron. And you can't kill him off. You just can't. Unless you're doing like a trilogy of films and you want to kill him off at the end, that's fine. Tie it up nicely. But not in the first film. Because I expect to see more of them. And see, to be honest, they've kind of shot themselves in the foot. Because realistically, what great Fantastic Four villains are there? Apart from Doom and Galactus. Uh, Tinkerer. Uh, what's the one with the big kind of brain? And the leader? The, no, not the leader. He's, uh, is it something like Diablo? He wears kind of like a green-black costume. Is that not the leader? No, that is... Hold on. Oh, yeah, okay, so Marvel and DC also have an El Diablo. Yeah, which I've just of learned. course, they've got Captain Marvels and everyone, you know. Samesies. Well, on that note... Yes, on that note, we have spoke about this for too long. I'm away to spank myself with a throat. I've given it more time than it deserves, to be quite honest. Yeah. I blow my brains out. You do that. I want to I'll... String myself up with this cord. Oh, that's what I, I want doing to blow me. My brain's it, of course. <laughs> um, that'd be great. Yep, so if you've enjoyed this like we have, as you can tell by our worn-out voices and our over-exaggerated tones of suicide, then please rate, review, and subscribe to us. You can find us on Facebook at Glaswegian Geeks and Twitter at Glaswegian Geeks. You can listen to our stuff on SoundCloud. Just have a wee search for Glaswegian Geeks. And we are on iTunes under Glaswegian Geeks. And and have a wee search on YouTube for us. Just type in Glaswegian Geeks. We've got some video content there. We'll have more up in the next couple of weeks. Be sure of that. And all our stuff is on there for all your needs. And also, James... Please sign off, mate. I can't talk anymore. This is your mandatory requirement to buy a t-shirt from Ripped Apparel. If you use our code Glaswegian Geeks at the checkout, you will get 10% off and you'll be helping us out, which would be fantastic. Anyway, on that note, guys, geek out and uh, don't watch this film. It is horrible. You will be giving money to a lost cause and you don't want to do that. So, yeah. Geek out, everyone. Bye.